I don't care if you're brand new or you've been in the business 50 years, you will walk away from this podcast with something tactical to help you sell more real estate. How's that? Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Smith. And I'm joined by a very, very special guest today. We will announce him very shortly. Um, if this is your first time listening, All or Nothing in Real Estate is a movement for me to give back to the industry that has given so much to me and my family. Um, we are privileged to be the number one team in mid-Missouri, number two in the state of Missouri, number 57 ranked in the nation for, for mega teams, according to Real Trends. Um, so this is boots on the ground from the trenches, real training from people that are actually doing it, not theorists. This is proven. And so to go in depth on proven, we actually have an agent that is on our team that is set to sell. I don't know how many homes in his first full year, but a lot. Um, he's also a squad leader. He's got an interesting perspective. And we are going to, here's what I, let me make a bold promise. They say when you're doing hooks for videos, you got to make a bold promise to keep people on. So here's my promise. I don't care if you're brand new or you've been in the business 50 years, you will walk away from this podcast with something tactical to help you sell more real estate. How's that? Without further ado, the person that's going to deliver that, because it's not up to me, it's up to him, is Sean MacArthur. Sean, thanks for being back, man. I am so excited to be back today. And um, you're right. We have so much value. Um, I've, I've been looking forward to this all day. This is good stuff. This is data. This is tactical. This is in your face. And it's it's uh, when I went through this and I was going through all these data, all this data and metrics that we're going to share with everyone today, like I knew it was important, but I didn't realize at the levels how important it was. Um, so, Sean, before we get started, um, tell a little bit, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So from the last time I was on the podcast, I was on for on track for about 30 homes in my first six months. And I'm on track for the same thing so far this year, close about 32 on track for about 60 this year, um, growing a lot. Now I'm a squad leader as well. So also helping mentor um, and, you know, coach a few agents that are in my little group. Um, and that's been also another new challenge and also very, very rewarding. Um, and so as you talk about here, we're able to see this real time as the things, as the market's changing, as, and you'll hear these stats in a minute, absolutely mind blowing once you hear a few of them too. Yeah. So today, guys, we are going to break down the power of lead response time, speed to lead, speed to opportunity, as we like to call it here. And I think it's it'll get two interesting perspectives with actual data behind it, guys. So you this is this isn't going to be boring data It's going to be how we applied this data, how Sean has applied it, how I have. I think we get four perspectives here. We get me as a team leader perspective. We get me as a real estate coach perspective. We get Sean from the agent perspective in the trenches on pace to sell 60, 65 homes in this market. Sean from a squad leader perspective, who's leading other people in his squad, his peers, his agents to help increase their business also. So we're going to hit it from all four angles of actual proven stuff. And we're going to just dive into speed to lead, speed to opportunity. Um, before I go over some of these metrics, Sean, why was this important to you? I know you overheard me talking about this and you really wanted to be a part of this podcast because this really spoke to you. So share us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, a few different reasons. Um, one, I've got a really personal story, which you know has affected me since I started the team. And we'll, we'll share that at the end as well about why it's so important. But I also took that into my business and Speed Elite's been 
crucial. If you want to be very efficient in your business and not call and chase people all the time, this is really important. And um, the squad members that I've seen that have doubled and tripled their business year over year and have kept improving, they're the ones who take these lessons and go, oh, I can just work smarter and be faster. I don't have to call people 30, 40 times. And so for me, being able to help teach this lesson over and over has been really important. I've seen the lives that has changed of both the buyers, but also the agents when they do this. 100%. And it's, yes, do you have to work hard in this market? Yes. The answer is yes, you have to. But what if you could actually work smarter and you understand the science and the data behind why you are doing it? So um, we're going to, I'm just going to dive in with speed to lead and how we've all heard it, guys. If you've been in real estate more than a day, you've heard speed to lead, right? It's important. It's crucial. We understand. We've heard all the stats, all the blanket stats. We're going to take that another level and also give you action items that we are doing in our business to maximize that so you can do the same. So I'm going to, I'm just going to start with a bunch of data. I'm going to go into the, into the weeds, into the trenches of speed to lead. So I'm going to go through this list. These are key lead response time statistics that I've looked up that are just, they blew me away to give you guys perspective on the importance of speed to lead, speed to opportunity. So the average lead response time is 47 hours. On average, the, the salesperson responds to the lead in 47 hours on average. And then the salesperson says, well, that was a bad lead. Well, 47 hours went by, right? Um, number two, just 27% of leads get contacted at all. That means only 27% of leads that are generated actually have a conversation with someone about what it is they're trying to purchase. Now, this stat goes above and beyond real estate, but I promise you it applies. Sean, what is when I say 27% of leads get contacted, you, why do you feel that's important? That's, that's crazy to me because we're only talking to a fourth of the people that come through us. And then we wonder why we're paying so much money for leads and getting retargeted by new leads because they're just talking to the people that have already been in our system for six months and no one ever reached out to them. So they go and call Zillow or they go and call Redfin or whoever. They were in our database for six months and no one called them ever. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, yeah dude, we're going to dive in. This is going to be good stuff. Uh, number three, the likelihood of reaching shoppers within five minutes is 10 times higher than if you were to let 10 minutes go by. So the difference in five minutes to 10 minute response time, 10 times higher result if you get them in the first five minutes versus 10 minutes. 10 times. Listening right now to the podcast, when you're watching this on YouTube, you're however you're hearing this message today, raise your hand if you want to sell 10 times the amount of real estate. Respond to your leads in five minutes. That's all you got to do different. Sean's wearing a 10X life shirt. You want to 10X your business? Respond in the first five minutes. And I'll tell you on that too, you think these companies that look at data like the Zillows and these huge companies, they know this data. That's why when you get a lead from them, they're on the phone with that lead until they hand it off to you because they know how crucial. They know if they just send you a lead and then an email, you won't call them in the five minutes and they want to make sure that email, that client is converted upon. So that's how you do it right there. Yep. hundred percent. Um, all right. Number four, businesses that respond within an hour. We just talked about the importance of five minutes, but let's say you can't do it in five minutes from time to time, the difference in an hour and letting more time go by. So businesses that respond within an hour are almost seven times more likely to have meaningful conversations with decision makers. Think about that. Why? What is the purpose of these leads? It's so that you can have 
meaningful conversations with decision makers. So responding quickly within an hour is seven times more likely to have that conversation. It's huge. Um, number five, fast responders went up to 50% of sales. You don't have to be good. You just got to be fast. Think about it that way. Now, what if you could be fast and good? But how, how much effort, how much skills, how much time do you have to spend role playing to be fast? None. Just pick up the damn phone. Be proactive, right? Be quick. Quickness matters. Um, and just for perspective, I said speed to lead, but I also said speed to opportunity. And we'll dive into that later on is our, our company doesn't just talk about leads. We talk about opportunities because it's not about the new leads. It's about the opportunities you're creating for people that have already registered in your database. And so we'll break that down as well. Um, all right. So next, calling after 30 minutes is 21 times less effective. Well, 30 minutes is quick enough. Nope. 21 times less effective. Number seven, a one-minute response time can lead to 391% more conversions. 391% if you get in the first minute. So five minutes is crucial, but what about the first minute? 82% of, next one, 82% of consumers expect responses within 10 minutes. I think that's crucial. We talked about what we need to do, but let's talk about why we need to do it. We'll break that down later, but the consumer expectations is why this is so powerful. Not only so we can catch them in the right modality when they're buying and selling real estate, they're looking at the property, whatever they're doing when that lead came in and raised their hand, but also their expectations were met or exceeded. That's a huge part that not a lot of people understand, so we'll break that down. Uh, number nine, less than 25% of businesses respond to online leads via the phone. Less than 25% of businesses respond to online leads with a phone call. You want to stand out? Be proactive on the phone call. Number 10, Thursday. This is interesting. Thursday is the best day to respond. So does that mean we wait till Thursday to respond to all leads? No, not a, not a chance. But what if you've been, Sean is registered as a lead and I've chased him and not been able to get in contact with him. Thursday, I may have a better chance. Try again, right? Um, that one would probably need to take off the list, Sean. But <laughs> hey, we're we're real here. So um, that's, that's on my list. We'll scratch it out. It's not as important as the rest. Um, number 11, timing your emails can increase conversions by 49%. Um, if depending on how much time we have, maybe another podcast, but the importance of email marketing, too many people um, discount email marketing and say it's a thing of the past. There are there are nationwide companies that spend millions and millions and millions of dollars a month to grab your email address for a reason. It's not to waste their money. It's because there's value in that consistent messaging and the value you can give via email. Imagine if you have valuable information, market data stuff, um, tips to buy and sell, what's going on in the community, uh, new businesses in the area of interviews of the new restaurant in town, any of that stuff that you were consistently sending to your database over time, and they're seeing that value over and over and over again. Now, when they see that it's your that calling, you already established a brand and a reputation with them. You've already provided them value. It makes it way easier to convert leads. Super important. Most people underutilize it. Uh, number 12, 71% of clients have made purchases based on their quality of their experience. The client experience is everything. So what are you doing as a real estate agent in today's market to ensure that the client experience is 
above and beyond what they expect, exceeding their expectations. Just good enough is not good enough. The client experiences everything, and it starts with the first phone call. Um, last but not least, businesses can see a 15% churn increase with slow lead response time. I don't know anybody listening to this podcast right now that wants their business to go down by 15% by doing the same amount of work. Number 13 says, if you don't practice speed to lead, you will lose 15% of your business, even with the same amount of work. And I'd be willing to bet it could be more than that. So it's super important, not only what you can gain, but what you could potentially lose. All right, that's a lot of stats, Sean. Let's dive in. Let's talk, let's talk about, we're going to go on those stats in depth, but I also want to talk about why, what is speed to lead and why is it important? So as we talked about, if those numbers didn't blow your mind, um, I don't know what will. And for me, there's two things. One, it shows that how bad of a job we are at customer service. We can't even call somebody back in an hour. If you were a customer on the other end of the line and you requested something and you didn't hear a response for an hour, no wonder when we call buyers back and sellers, whatever, no wonder they're so skeptical of us. And no wonder that they're so, they have that sales skepticism and they're so, you know, that fear of agents, because of course, we're just going to pick up a phone and call them on our time, not on their time. But on the flip side of that too, the more we've been down that list, the more excited I got because how you don't have to do a ton more to be an elite agent. All you have to do is call someone back in an hour and 30 minutes in one minute. And the multiples are ridiculous. Um, for me, like as we went down that list, I just saw more and more opportunity of like, wow, I only have to make these small adjustments and I'm going to be crushing the competition. 100%. It's so I think let's talk about why it's important. So I think let's put ourselves in the consumer shoes. If you are looking to buy or sell real estate, where do you start your search? Online every time. Online. And most people probably on their phone, right? Um, and so if they're on their phone looking for real estate and they find something and they come across it and they find a property they like and they inquire for more information, if you as the agent are able to call them in that first minute while they're still looking, they're looking at photo number seven of 30 and their phone rings and they answer it, what level of conversation are you going to have with that lead when they are actually interested in the property? They are thinking about the property. They're looking at the pictures, the phone that you called them on, they were actually looking and inquiring on a property to purchase real estate. What quality of conversation are you going to have there? More than likely a good one. Now, let's change the scenery. Let's say that I'm a lead that registers and Sean's busy playing on Facebook and he waits an hour to reach out. Well, at least I reached out to lead with an hour, right? It's not that important. What happens in that hour? Let's say I got off work and I got as soon as I got off work, what do I got to do? I'm I'm out, I'm out on my way. From work, um, let me give real life story. So there's some, um, my wife, as an example, let's say she got off work at five o'clock and she starts looking, she's out smoking with her girlfriends before she goes home to go pick up the kids, right? So she's on a smoke break. She's looking at real estate. She finds something that she likes and she's scrolling through. Now, Sean having the conversation while she's on her way to the car in the smoke break, she's got a way better conversation. If he waits an hour, she's got screaming kids in the car, cooking dinner, cleaning house, doing something at home. She's no longer in the mode of buying or selling real estate. She's in the chaotic nature of life. 
We have to get people when they're in the mode of buying or selling real estate. You ever get a lead that you responded to an hour later and you were like, man, that Sean was rude. I don't want to help that guy. No, you interrupted him while he's cooking dinner with his family. You're rude because you don't have the customer service and the decency to respond to his inquiry within the first five minutes so you can help him purchase real estate for him and his family. That's a, that's a, a, let's flip the script, right? Instead of pointing the finger, no, what if I would have called him in the first five minutes? Now I could have actually helped him versus me thinking, well, I can't sell Sean a house. He's got screaming kids in the car. Well, that, whose fault is that? Do you think Sean inquired on the property why he had screaming kids in the car? right? Like, so I'm coming to people hard, but this is just, it's, it's super important that you understand, like quit, get off your high horse and realize that we are under customer service. And we are, we are in the business of helping people with the biggest purchase or sale of their life. We need to be customer service centric. We need to put the client's needs first. And sometimes that means being inconvenienced as a salesperson. But if you do this and you do these little things, you'll be able to live the life beyond your wildest dreams. And you'll be able to help so many people. And, and, and that whenever you call in that one minute, that five minute too, not only are you getting in that mode, I've actually also had clients that have actually thanked us because they're like, wow, I didn't expect to get a call back that fast. No one's ever done that for me before. And you build that rapport immediately. Unlike when they're in the car with the screaming kids and, oh, that was a trash lead. I guess they were just a rude person. No, they weren't 45 minutes ago. What you just said, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And it, on the other way around, we're the same way too. If someone calls us an hour later, how many things have you done in that hour? I don't remember what house I was looking at. I looked at 44 houses in the last hour. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Yep. 100%. Like, that's such a great perspective. So good. Like, instead of, let's put ourselves in the client's shoes, right? Like, instead of saying, like, um, oh my, I completely went brain dead. You made such a great point and I was going on and I forgot. So what, what was your first point? It was calling it back in one minute and then being thankful that you actually called. Yes. So clients if have high expectations, right? So they have high expectations. And we guys, we have everything that we need in the palm of our hand, our cell phones. We live in an instant gratification society. Deal with it. It is what it is. So what if you could take that to your advantage? Because they have high expectations. Um, there was a stat that I read that says... 82% of consumers expect responses within 10 minutes. 82% expect you to respond within 10 minutes. What if you respond within 10 seconds? Now you're going to take that and you're going to flip the script and they're going to be blown away at the level of customer service, the care, the attention, the willingness to help them that you are reaching out to them in. Are they more receptive or less receptive to that phone call at that point in time? Much more. Way more receptive, right? Like this solves so many problems in business, so many. And exactly. And if, and I know a lot of people out there thinking, and I thought it too, wow, clients are so demanding. They want us to just drop everything and call in that minute. Well, how many of you, when Amazon doesn't get to your house within 24 hours, 48 hours, or you submit a customer service re request and they don't call you right back, how many of us get super upset and we on to the next person, on to the next salesperson? But then when the, you know, when the script is flipped, we go, wow, they're so, you know, they're bad leads. No, if we, if the exact same thing happened to us and that car salesman calls you three days later, no, man, I've already talked to three other car salesmen since then. I went to another dealership. I already bought a car. Yep. Too late. You were too slow. And you bought a car with the dealership that would, took initiative, that was proactive, that responded quickly, that provided value, that was willing to help you and go above and beyond. And now that, that third person, that third dealership that you went to, you're telling all your friends, hey, go to this third dealership. 
that they had a, an amazing experience that blew me away. And not only does that get that one, that one salesperson, that one sale, now all your friends are going to shop with that guy too. You want to grow your business? It starts with one client, starts with one opportunity. All of these leads are opportunities. What are you doing to maximize them? Or are you just walking lackadaisical through your real estate business? If that's going to happen, this market will push you out of the business because there's agents like Sean that are hungry, that want it, are willing to put in the work, and they will eat your lunch because they understand what it takes. How's that for a wake-up call? Such a good point. And there are those hungry agents out there. And just like you said, that I have a real life example. I literally had a car salesman do that for me. I, I clicked on the website. He called me. He not only called me, he sent me an email and did a surprise video walkthrough of the vehicle that I requested about without me asking. That goes into so many different things we could do a whole other podcast on. We'll actually hit on that at a seven day blitz thing that we do in a little bit. But you know, he went above and beyond and that's real customer service. That's being proactive, not just calling him back and saying, hey, when are you going to buy a house? No, let me provide so much value on this call that you want to, I wanted to do business with him. I was excited when I got to the dealership um, and sign up to sign on that dotted line right there. Love it. I love it. Love it. And, and again, we all love referral business, right? We love people calling us. You want people to call you? Be that salesperson that took such good care of Sean that Sean's going to recommend you to his friends, right? Like that's, it's pretty simple. All right, um, moving on. Let's talk about on the other side, what happens when you don't respond quickly? Let's dive into that. The danger of a delayed response. What does that do to your conversion rate, Sean? I mean, we talked about just a bunch of the stats. One of the big ones is calling after 30 minutes is 21 times less effective for so many of the reasons we just talked about. And so if you want to not be chasing a client for the next six months and you talk about, hey, I want to be more efficient. I've had agents in my squad. Hey, I want to be more efficient. I don't have time to make 300 phone calls today. Well, did you call all the leads that you were assigned in, in your first five minutes? No, my average time was about, you know, 24 hours, you know, three hours. Well, now that's why you're chasing these people for the next six months and having you eight, 10, 15, 30 phone calls. If you just answer that very first time, we could have an amazing conversation and already have that appointment set instead of us chasing them for the next two weeks. 100%. It's you want to increase your conversion rates, respond quickly, right? Um, think, of it, think of it from this perspective. Like Sean made a great analogy with the car dealership. Do you think Sean was only looking at one particular car or on one particular site? No, he's in the discovery phase. He's in the dream phase. Where do most buyers start online? Where do most sellers start online? They're thinking. They're in the dreamers phase and they are discovering and gathering information. Now, if you can take that and use that to your advantage by executing quickly, providing value, having the right conversation and helping Sean build a plan to get into his new car. And then like his dealer did, go above and beyond and send an extra video of the, the car they talked about without Sean asking for it. Now Sean almost feels, almost feels obligated to use that salesperson because of the value he provided. Think about that for a minute. How many of your buyers and sellers you're working with feel obligated to work with you because of the value you brought to the table? I'd be willing to bet not very many. And each and every one of them should feel that way because it is a freaking privilege to be able to help them with the biggest purchase or sale of their life. And we tend to forget it. We have to make sure that we treat it that way and go above and beyond, exceed their expectations. And along those same lines too, a lot of times we almost put our heads in the sand and go, ah, oh, they clicked on our website. There's no way they're talking to anybody else. There's no way they clicked on any other websites. 
Well, they're out there looking on Zillow. They're out there looking on Redfin. They're clicking on this real estate website, that real estate website. And we give, we say, oh, I'll call them in an hour. They're only in our database. They're not only in our database. Um, every website selling to them. And in that car example too, that was probably the fifth or sixth dealership I'd been to. I'd actually even met another salesperson and did a test drive. And I didn't feel obligated because they provided no value. They took an order. They showed me the car and left. This other salesman who I just met, he provided extra value. And I actually felt more obligated to them, even though I never met him in person yet. That's how far above and beyond he went. That was probably the sixth or seventh person I talked to. Um, it's, it's crazy how little things can make a huge difference to a consumer. Dude, it's, it's, it's the little things, right? It's the quality. It's the attention to detail. I literally just got off a, a, a Monday night call with um, John Black and his elite inner circle group. And guess what? These are the top of the top real estate team leaders, broker owners in the world, in North America. And the common theme was attention to detail in the, the little things in this marketplace is what's winning. What are you doing to make sure that you're dotting all your I's and crossing all your T's? Go above and beyond because we got sloppy. During the pandemic, we got sloppy. It's time to tighten it up. And the little details make all the difference. All right, let's talk about, Sean, you get a new lead. Is it okay to just send them an email and see what happens? What if you send them an email in the first one minute? Does that count? Oh, of course. Yeah, send the email and they immediately send back a contract and say, hey, when can I buy the house? And if we never talk to them on the phone. It's awesome. That's how I do all my business. No, and agents, they go through this all the time. They think they can sell real estate through email. And I'll tell you, you can't. We can't build a relationship through email. You're just a bot on the other side. And this goes so much more to even to calling leads. If I can't call someone on the phone and they don't answer, I immediately send them a video text so they know I'm a real person. So that way, you know, it's that that connection of seeing face to face. Um, if they don't even answer the phone call, I immediately send the video text. Email is a very last resort thing that I'll after I've sent the other two. Sure, I'll send an email as well so I can see if they've opened something. But that's not my go-to, and that's. A lot of agents, I know you're probably listening right now, and I've done. The, I've been guilty of it too. You send an email and say, like, I'm sure they'll respond. They, they got it. I did my job. I responded. Now on to the next thing. Well, yeah. And I think we can fall into the trap. I'm not saying you're wrong if you're doing this. I'm just saying you can do better, right? Um, and also you're wrong. Um, but if you, if you do it this way, guys, I promise you there's an easier way. And so I've heard this before. Well, they asked me this specific question in their inquiry about this specific property. So I found it, I researched it, and I emailed to them. My job is done. What would you say to that agent, Sean? I'd say two things. One, we're really selling ourselves short. And two, to be honest, that's usually a crutch. Um, I've had these one-on-ones conversations before. Well, well, they just responded this one. I just wanted to send them a quick text responding to it. No, you did not want to pick up the phone and call them. And why, you know, why didn't you? Oh, I wanted to have all the information. We just get in our own, our own heads and think, if I don't know everything about this property, how could I call them? They requested on that one. They don't know what they're requesting. Half the time, they don't even know they're clicking the button. They just want to look at a house and they want someone to tell them about it, tell them about real estate. They're asking for our help. They're begging for our help. And we box them into a corner by giving them 12,000 things of information on this one house that they've already forgotten about. They've already looked at three other houses. 100%. And guys, there we get in our own way. We get um, paralysis by analysis, right? And we try to find all of these excuses 
of I need all of this information before I can I, to gather all of this stuff so that I can have the perfect conversation. And then that conversation never happens. Done is better than perfect and undone. So what are the chances if Sean inquires about 123 Main Street as a very specific question and I pick up the phone and I call him immediately? Hey, Sean, thanks so much. I got just got your question on 123 Main Street. Um, I'm gathering that information for you. Just out of curiosity, is that the only area you're looking to buy in? I'm going right into the script. I'm gathering in. You want to gather information? Gather information from the consumer, not from the property. Because I tell you right now, relationships move the needle. The depth of the relationship is way more important than the information and knowledge you have on the property. We focus too much on the what and not enough on the why. The motivation of Sean looking to buy or sell real estate is what matters. Let me give you a real life example if you don't believe me. Think about the last 10 buyers that you had if you're in the business. When they first came in and the first conversation you had with them, did they know exactly what they wanted? We want to bet they didn't. Some people come in and they want a three bed, two bath with 10 acres. They end up buying a four bed, four bath on 0.2 acres. But they had to have a shop. This one doesn't have a shop. They had to have a fence. This one doesn't have a fence. It had to be a pink front door. This one's purple. Right? Like we get too, too stuck on the what and we don't get to know them and their motivation. The why they're looking to buy why they're looking to for why do they need 10 acres? Why do they need four bedrooms? Why do they want a pink front door? Why do they want a fence? And I tie to the emotion. You know, something um, that my coach, my mentor, my good friend, John Cheplak says all the time is the heart chooses and the mind justifies. We need to remember that in sales. Too many times we try to sell on logic, but that's the mind. What chooses? What makes decisions? People make decisions based on emotions, how they feel. That's how people make decisions. So you got to speak to their heart. How do you speak to their heart? You build a relationship and you can't do that through text. You can't do that through email. You have to build a relationship. The depth of the relationship you make with that person will be a direct correlation in the results that you have with them, period. If you are just transactional with them, guess what they will be with you? Transactional, 100%. I have a communication circle um, that I coach to, and Sean's probably like rolling his eyes. He's heard it a hundred times, but it's so important. How do people receive communication? Here's what I want you guys to, if you're, if you're somewhere you're not driving, you can write this down, write this down. Perception equals reality. So what is that leads perception of this phone call? How are they perceiving what I'm saying? That is a thousand times more valuable than what I actually say. And so knowing that, knowing that how they perceive the conversation is more important than how I deliver the conversation, let's flip the script and let's put ourselves in the consumer shoes. How do people receive communication? 7% of what people say is the words is what they receive, only 7%. So you can have the perfect script, the perfect text, the perfect email. And you're going to miss the mark 93%. Because only 7% gets delivered of how you communicated it. If you don't believe me, when's the last time you got a text message from someone that you know, and you're like, what the hell? Why is Sean mad at me? You pick up the phone, you call, hey, Sean, what do I do, man? Nothing. What are you talking about? Everything's great. Because you perceived his text message incorrectly. Because you couldn't receive all the communication.
Now, there's 38% of the communication circle that people receive is the tonality in their voice. 38%. So how you say it is way more important than what you say. And again, if you're not going to crash and wreck, write that down. How you say it is way more important than what you say. Am I saying scripts don't work? Absolutely not. It's crucial. However, the tonality and how you say the scripts and how you internalize it and how you articulate it is way more important than just saying the words. If you say the words like a robot, it doesn't matter what the words are. How you articulate it matters. So you combine those two, you have 45%. That's why a phone call is better to sell than a text or an email. Now, that leaves 55% of the, of the circle to fill out. The cool part is 55% of how people receive communication is visual, i.e. body language. So I can come in charismatic, have all kinds of body language, all kinds of energy, and you can have all your scripts, everything that you want, but I will outsell you all day, every day, because people understand by my body language that I'm here to help and I'm excited to help them and I can't wait to help them. Because that's how people receive communication. And so what if there was a way that, yes, I, I agree phone calls are crucial. You have to have phone calls for two-way communication, right? It's crucial. But what if you can't get them on the phone? What is the next best? Some people would say a text. I would agree, but you missed something. Sean hit on it earlier. Do you want to deliver 7% of what you intend to say? Do you want them to perceive 7% of your message or 100% of your message? Which would be better, Sean? 100%. 100%. What if I told you whatever you wanted to say in that text, you just pick up your phone and you say, hey, Sean, it was great, great meeting with you today. I look forward to working with you. I'll see you tomorrow at two o'clock so we can look at one, two, three Main Street. Super excited to work with you to buy your first home. I'll see you tomorrow. There is no misconception. I'm a real person. I'm establishing authority. Let me get go another level deeper in psychology. The human brain can't help it. When you see something visual, in a video form, you automatically, the authority score goes up. On the phone, you're a salesperson. When you see a visual, their authority goes up and they're human. Both the human element and the authority score goes through the roof because the human brain connects it to they're a TV star. They're a celebrity. They have authority. And so if you want to really communicate with people, Video text is a huge, huge key. I feel like I went on a really deep tangent there, Sean. Bring us back in. I mean, no, and and we said we were going to provide value today. I would replay that. And if you want to know what some of the secrets are to how would you post 30 in six months or whatever, that is it right there. Even if you talk to them, 99% of the time when I set that appointment, I'm still going to follow up right there with a video text showing how excited I am. Because, you know, and then when you talk to your agents too, or talk to your teammates, whatever, you can tell when someone knows the script really well, but they're reading it versus when they're actually excited to talk to the person to help them night and day. I'd rather have someone who barely knows a script, kind of knows some dialogue, but is excited and genuinely cares than someone who knows every single line of it and just reads it. I mean, Chad GPT can read a script, but there's no heart. Um, There's no heart there. Because the heart chooses. The mind justifies. Quit talking to people's logical brain. Very, very few people make decisions logically. Very few. Listen, next time you're talking to someone, you're asking them questions about their about the house they're looking for, why they're moving, why it's important to them. And listen for this word. I feel like. That's their heart. Speak to their feelings. 
because that's how people make decisions. Now, do the, does the logical brain kick in after the feelings to make sure it's a smart decision? Absolutely. So it has to make logical sense too, but it'll never make logical sense if it doesn't make emotional sense first. I feel like we could do a whole masterclass on just that. Oh, hundred percent. We could go on that for an hour. All right. Back to, back to speed to lead. Sorry. I'll bring us back from the tangent. Um, so the power of calling leads, how do we go from the power of calling leads to me going on a tangent on video text? Anyway, um, you have to call leads. You have to be proactive, right? So you have to, you have to call them. And Sean, what if you inquire and I call once, is that good enough? Absolutely not. Um, we have created an actual seven day, um, kind of a, it's called, we call the seven day blitz, but really what it is, it's a follow-up plan because a lot of times we don't call in that first minute, that first five minutes and the kids get in the car or life gets crazy, of course, but they still want our help. They don't expect us to never call them again. How many times have you gotten a call from someone you don't know the number and you don't answer? What if that same phone number double dials you? What if that same number calls you tomorrow? What if that same number calls you the day after? You're going to eventually answer that phone and see who keeps calling you if nothing else. And we also, you know, include that also with text and the email. So they're getting tons of communication from us. They know that we're not just giving up after the first phone call. And if you want to set yourself apart, how many agents call one time and never call again? We saw the stat earlier, how many people net 75% never even get one phone call. I guarantee the stat is even more astronomical with how many people either send a phone call and email and never reach out to them one more time. Yes. Guys, there is there is um there's power to the phone call and there's power to showing persistence so i'm i'm trying to remember the exact number so i'm going to paraphrase but there was a point in time where i i actually prospected and i still do from time to time with the agents i'll get in the trenches and i'll isa for the team i'll set some appointments and um there's a time where i was i was kind of leading a charge to get some more activity and i did that and i dove in and i called for an hour a day um for like two weeks straight got in the bullpen, put my headset on, started making calls. Um, and um, what I remember is I thought, you know what, let me practice what I preach. So for transparency, our seven day blitz calls for a double dial. Those are for brand new registrants. I thought, what if I use that for me as an ISA doing follow-ups? So a follow-up is someone we've already talked to, but we haven't met with yet. that said they're still interested in buying and selling real estate. So what I did was I did double dials all day for my follow-ups. I made like 80 calls that, that hour. Um, and they were double dials. If they didn't answer, everybody got a double dial. Everybody. I had 70% of people answer on the second dial. 70%. What would you do if you could have 70% more conversations with people you're trying to call? What would your business look like? And get this. You know how many of them cussed me out? How many of them were upset? How many of them said, how come you double dialed me? Zero. You know why? Because I led with the heart. I don't have some script that I'm reading off of. I connect with human beings. And then I go to the script. I built a relationship. Hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. I just have some really important information I want to share. Do you have a few minutes for me? Awesome. Hey, well, this is Matt Smith, Matt Smith Real Estate Group. So sorry to bother you. I know you're probably really busy. I'll make this quick. Go to the spiel. Guys, I'm telling you, it was massive. That one day completely changed how I looked at agents saying that they can't connect with leads. 
You can't connect with leads because you're not putting in the work. You're not thinking outside the box. You're waiting for business to fall on your lap versus going out and shaking some trees. It's the movers. It's the shakers that win. I remember when I first started in the business, I didn't know. I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know real estate. I didn't know nothing. But I was willing to get creative and I was willing to work. Guess what? I developed a reputation. Every time I would see someone, they'd be like, oh, I've heard about you. You're a mover and a shaker. That's what everyone, all the old timers, that's what they would say, right? It's because I was willing to put in the work. It's really easy to be successful if you're willing to put in the work. You have to get creative in this marketplace. So be willing to make the calls, double dial them, do video text, get creative, have a process that attacks it from a different angle. You have to, you have to be able to develop that relationship. Um, let's go to, where do you want to go next, Sean? I'll let you take it. Yeah. So I guess since we're getting kind of, you know, near the end here anyways, I'd, I'd love to kind of talk about why speed elite is so important, um, for me. Uh, I know we've talked about it before, Matt, um, about how I even came to the team. Not only was I really into the team and all that stuff, but the very, very first time I came to the team was because I clicked on a house on a website in another state in Texas. And I got a phone call within probably two minutes. Honestly, it was so fast. I didn't really realize who I, who, you know, who was even calling me. I didn't remember putting my phone number in anything. I just answered the phone call. And that agent was actually very excited. She calmed me down. It was my first time buying a home. Um, and from that experience, not only did I buy a house with her without ever even being in the state, I ended up getting an investment property. And then the, my experience was so good from that first conversation of providing so much value that I was actually a really big fan before I ever even joined the team. Um, and I actually got out of the military early because I love real estate so much. Um, and for me, providing that same customer experience, that same feeling to other people, you know, how many people are you able to impact so much in your life with the biggest purchase or sale of their life that they're not only grateful for that, but they also change the entire trajectory of their life. I changed my entire career because of a five minute response time lead. If I, if maybe if that agent hadn't had waited 30 minutes or an hour and some other, you know, Joe Schmo from down the street had called me just trying to sell a house. What if I bought with them and had a horrible experience? I may never be talking to everybody today from that phone call. Um, and so for me, that is why it's super, super crucial to call these people to provide value is because that's why I am where I am. And it's completely transformed my life. And I really, really hope I actually help transform other people's lives because of that story. So I love it. And I want to add to that story is that it's not only is Sean killing it real estate, he's a huge contributor organization. Um, he's, he's changing lives every day through, through what he is doing. But um, our core focus here at Mass Smith Real Estate Group is changing lives. And Sean's love for investing. And because of that five minute phone call, because he had a great experience, because he started investing in real estate, he wanted to give back and contribute. And so not only did it, has it transformed the trajectory of his life, but also Sean and I are partnering in a business that is syndicating real estate to help change other lives. And it's called Changing Lives Investments. So guys, this is real. It, none of that happened without, a, without someone responding within the first five minutes to break that down. And so you want to talk about the way that you can change the trajectory of someone's life, guys, we owe it to these people that are asking for help to respond to them and realize that this is a big deal for them. We may sell houses every day. We may get leads every day, but maximize those opportunities because there are people on the other end that need our help. 
And it's not their responsibility to continue raising their hand and continue to, to call us back because we sent them an email. That is not how the world works. You have to be proactive to help these people. And it'll make a big, big difference in their lives. And I'll tell you, it's a huge difference when you're calling someone to help them and provide value versus just calling them to try and hope that they'll want to see the house or they'll write an offer tomorrow. You're not calling to provide, you're not calling for them. You're not calling to help them or change their life. You're calling to help you and put some money in your pocket. And people will pick up on that. If you wonder why they're skeptical on your call, sometimes you may do a little mirror, a little self-reflection and see, am I actually doing this to help them? I've had to do that same thing too. I mean, I knew why I was here and why I wanted to change lives, but a lot of people, um, a lot of, I've had that same issue before and I've had people in the squad where they're just hitting that brick wall. I'm like, Hey, what value are you providing on this phone call? They go, Oh, I don't know. I just wanted to see if they wanted to buy a house. Well, try that first. And you'll see the huge difference in not only in your life, but also in their life when we're able to give back to them. You got to get rid of commission breath, especially in today's marketplace. So um, I used to say, we don't say the word sell, we say the word help. Anytime that you would use the word sell, replace that with the word help. And I've since been corrected and improved that. Yes, we want to help people, but people don't, buyers and sellers don't need help in this marketplace. You guys should write this down. Buyers and sellers don't need helped in this marketplace. They need led. They need leadership. And it's up to us as the real estate professional professionals to be the leaders that the buyers, the sellers, our community, the consumers need. And that's through education, information, and leading them through the process. Not sitting around being an order taker and waiting. I'm not saying be a pushy salesperson either, but I'm also saying that you need to be proactive you need to educate, you need to inform and lead them through the process because they need to be led. They need our help. And it starts by being proactive and leading them, grabbing them by the hand and saying, follow me because I want to help you. Instead of waiting on, well, I'll help them when they say they want help. That's not going to cut it in today's marketplace and they deserve better. And I'll say now more than ever, we need to guide people because it's so easy to get so much information overload all the time. And 80% of them are probably false, bad information. They're just trying to get views or trying to sell something. And people take that in. They go, wow, now is the worst time ever to buy. All, you know, and then if we only call them when they need help, they're going to think they should wait for six years. We're buying as much as we possibly can right now because to now is a good time to buy. And I can share that story. I'm like, hey, I love real estate right now. And here's why. Here's the actual facts of what's going on. Let's get through all the noise all the Instagram, all the TikTok reels you're hearing from all these gurus out there. And here's the facts. Let me guide you along this transaction. Maybe it's not the best time for you, but here's why it might be. And then able to help them in the transaction and guide them actually to where they want to go. 100%. Um, so we talked about speed to lead. I want to I want to give the definition of where we've transitioned um, as an organization for opportunities. And so... We now have lead duty day, but we also have opportunity day. And so what we have done is combine them too. So a lot of organizations, a lot of agents focus on new leads. Don't get me wrong. You need to bring in new leads. But especially in today's day and age, the leads that are ready to buy or sell real estate today are very few and far between. I would be willing to bet the people that buy lead, that are buyer, that come in and they want to buy or sell in the next 30 days even especially the next week, the next two weeks, which is what agents all like rely their business on are very, very slim. 
And I would also be willing to bet if you have a, a team like ours that is very good at lead generation, those leads are already in our database from 6, 9, 12, 16, 18, 24 months ago. We just did not do our job at nurturing them properly. And they came as a lead two years later in your database. And now you think they're ready to buy or sell today. What I, what I am moving our business to is I want to create opportunities. And so I think, let's as an example, Sean, if you were to pick, I give you five brand new leads tomorrow, or I give you five leads that have been in our database 12 months that raise their hand tomorrow. Would you want the brand new ones or the ones that have been in our database for five years or for 12 months? Oh, the people that have been in a database, especially if they've been there for five years, I'll take those right now. If they're looking again, absolutely. <laughs> so the ones for 12 months, why, why would you pick those? I mean, because they have been seasoned, they've been seeing our content, they're knowing and liking and trust us. And I actually had this exact same conversation with an agent in my squad today. Um, I was helping her build a list out of people to call. And I saw some people that were active and new lead, new lead. And I said, oh, these are the ones you want to call right here. They were in our pond of people who haven't been called in a long time. They were outside of their follow-up time, but they just looked at a house. I said, call these six people first and you're going to set an appointment. These are the people you want to go after. I said, I almost ran off and called them right then before she could, but I wanted to make sure she had the opportunity sure. first. Because those are the people that have been looking for, no one buys in a day getting on the market. They've been in our database for 12 months. Those are the people that are really, really high intent and are ready to do something. 100%. The average online lead is probably more than that, but it's 12 to 18 months is the studies that I've read. It takes 12 to 18 months from the time they register to convert. And it's like I said, it's probably longer than that. And so that new lead that you want today let me go back 12 to 18 months. There's people that argue with me like, well, Matt, I got a lead that bought a house in the first week. That's fantastic. So do you know how averages work? <laughs> what does that mean? If you had someone that bought in the first week and the average is 12 to 18 months, that also means there's people on the opposite end of the spectrum that are three to four years. Right? Because that's how averages work. They meet in the middle. And so like we have to realize that the real value is in building and nurturing a pipeline and building relationships and providing value to people over a period of time through education and information. And we are the ones being proactive to follow up and again, lead them through the process. And my, I cannot encourage you enough. Speed to lead, speed to opportunity is the name of the game. It's not to oversell. It's not to be the slick salesperson. It's not to be pushy. It's to be the first one you can make contact with them, have a meaningful conversation, provide them value, nurture the relationship. And when they are ready, based on the education information you've given them, you are the one they choose because they feel obligated to use you because of the value you have provided. But none of that happens if you don't practice speed to lead, speed opportunity. And so what we have created in our database, and it's in, it's a work in progress. We got some improvements that is in beta right now, getting ready to roll out to the team. So surprise, Sean. Um, but we are going to be a team to where every single opportunity, every hand raiser, you have five minutes or it goes to someone else. Because that client deserves that level of service. And so if it's a new opportunity, and it's an opportunity in the database that comes back active, again, we're going to have rules in place. Not to take things away from agents, but to provide more opportunities to agents and to ultimately help them sell more real estate. Because when we do that, everyone wins together because everyone's going to have better conversations. They're going to have more victors. They're going to have more wins. And so I highly recommend that you set up your database, you run your business that has safety nets in place 
that every single lead, every single hand raiser. So we say new leads, but also opportunities. What are opportunities? They're in the database and maybe we haven't talked to them in 30 days, but they saved a property. They calculated a mortgage. They came back on the website after a long time off the website. Any of those are hand raisers and those are to be treated like a brand new lead. When you do that, I promise you have better conversations and better results in your business. And the reason it's so important and the reason that we're rolling this out in our business is because those people that raise that hand, if we don't reach out to them, we live in that instant gratification world. They're calling Zillow tomorrow. So if we don't call them today and provide value, especially if we haven't been following them up and they're doing activity and we don't even know they are, that's the reason they're jumping to the next agent. And that's why when sometimes we get lucky and go, wow, this they wrote an offer. I just met them. They wrote an offer. Yeah, but they were in someone else's database. And what's scarier is how many people are in your database, how many clients or people you've talked to that bought with someone else because you didn't follow up with them properly and you didn't provide enough value that now all of a sudden they've jumped and they just talked to the first agent. And now it's just that transactional, that order taker. 100%. Um, Sean, let's leave them with some tactical stuff. Let's talk about our seven-day blitz. Yeah, so our seven-day blitz is exactly what it sounds like. And we made it to be as simple. The team made it to be as simple as possible. We're literally, you look at it, it tells you what to do. You go on to the next day. And, you know, day one, calling two times, just like you talked about, it's so important to do that double tap, that double call. And because he said, even on that one day he called, like Matt, you were like 70% more effective just doing that second call. And then you leave a voicemail and then... If so you leave a voicemail on the second call, not the first call. Exactly. Second and call. a double, uh, to be clear, a double dial, and this is where the details matter. A double dial is immediate callback. It isn't, well, I'm going to go get a coffee and then I'm going to go check Facebook and then I'll call them 10 minutes later. Nope. Back to back urgency. If you get the same number that rings two times in a row, you're like, shit, what does this person need? Right. Mm hmm but you better be ready and you better have your skills sharp and you better be ready to help this person. And if you're not, and you get cussed out, that's on you. It is your job to provide value, but you also can't provide value if they don't pick up the phone. So this is where they meet in the middle. Exactly. And guess what? Like we talked about earlier, if they don't call on that second one, after you left the voicemail, what are we doing next? We are sending a video text with a script we have planned out, just a quick video to show that we're human. and. The majority of the time, we never even have to go to day two or day three of the seven-day blitz because they're going to answer to that video text because we're the only people sending video texts. When was the last time that you got a text from someone and it was a video? For me, this is so important. I send video texts to everybody now because they actually respond to you when you send a video. They go, wow, that was so thoughtful. And that's why we have a seven-day blitz. But most of the time, the leads that are going to do something, they're going to respond to you after that first, maybe the second day if you're sending them video texts. 100%. And again, let's go back to the communication circle. Why a video text? So they receive 100% of the intended communication. They also, you stand out. It's different. Like Sean said, like as an example, I've got handwritten notes to do on my, on my desk to write because guess what? Handwritten notes stand out. And I want things that stand out and are different. And if someone gets a text, how many text messages do you receive in a day? A lot. How many video texts do you receive? They're going to remember. It's going to stick out. It's going to be able to provide more value. And so you have to stick out and be different. Exactly. And then if for whatever reason, they don't get back to you on that, that first day, a lot of times people are busy. They, it gets missed and in in, you know, lost in the sauce, as they say. 
on day two, you're calling two more times. And a lot of times we've had agents that have said, wow, this is so much. I don't want to bother them. If you're bothering them, it means that we're not, you're not calling to help them. You're not calling them to provide value. And that's a big mindset shift you have to have. And I had to have it when I first started of how can I provide value to these people? It's because I actually want to help them. The majority of agents, sad as it is to say, don't want to help people. They're only after that dollar. And if you're here listening, I guarantee most of you people listening really, really want to help people. That sets you apart. That's a huge differentiator between you and someone else is I legitimately want to help. I legitimately want to provide value and can provide value. A lot of agents sadly can't. 100%. And then, and then of course, there's a video text and an email to send after that. Day three, another call with another video text. Um, and our, our video text is a culture-based video at that point, right? So it's no longer, it's, we talk about who we are as a company and we talk about how we're here to help people and um, don't mean to be any pressure. We just want you to know we're here to support you. If, if you ever, if you do need help, we hope to be the team that you choose to help you buy or sell real estate. Um, a little bit about our culture, right? Um, and then day four is you call once and you don't leave a voicemail. Why do you not leave a voicemail? How many times, when's, when's the last time you ch you checked your voicemails? It's rare, right? It's rare these days. So if you have a missed call, you're way more likely to call it back because you're wondering who it is. Especially if you're like, I think I've seen this number before, right? We're trying to create callbacks. Um, same thing on the next day. Um, and then we have text that you can send to in addition to the video text. But again, put yourself in the consumer's shoes. And, and you may be thinking, let me put myself in an agent's shoes. Matt, that's aggressive. That's just a lot. I made a post today. Let me read it. Let me find the post that I made today. When change affects your plan, you are responsible for planning effective change. When, you, when change affects your plan, you are responsible for planning effective change. Has this real estate market changed? Yes, it has. Has it affected your plan? Yes, it has. So it's your responsibility to plan effective change. You have to be extreme. You know what I think? I think that, Matt, that's obsessive. Yep. And that's why we're winning. Because you have to be obsessed to win in this market. Obsessed is the word the lazy use to describe the dedicated. And I'm dedicated to helping people. Now, how many of these people are actually going to respond? Most of them. How many of them are going to respond mad? Very, very, very few. Very few. How many of them are going to buy right away? Not very many but I'm starting the nurture of the relationship and I'm building a proper follow-up plan. And I'm be, I know how to further help and guide them because I'm getting very aggressive, proactive upfront. So I can have a conversation. I can build a relationship. And all I want to do is I want to get them on the phone. I want to have a conversation. So I understand their goals. I can give them a little education and information on the marketplace and we together can build a plan. That's all I want. That's all I want to do. And if you think about it, how many buyers have a true plan of what they want to do in real estate? They don't. They don't think they need us. And that's where we come in to provide value. One of my favorite questions in one of our scripts that we have is we go through a whole bunch of value. We go through a whole bunch of restating their plans. We give them market updates. We deposit value. And then the next question is, Sean, what do you think the next step is in your home buying process? Why is that question valuable? Puts me back on offense. You know how many people say, well, that's a good question. I don't know. Most of them. Mm -hmm. Not, no worries, Sean. That's what I'm here for, is to help you build that plan and build out that next step.
I actually have some opening in my calendar tomorrow at two o'clock. Can we meet to go over that next step? I'll see you then. They they asked me because I asked a good question. They realized, oh shit, I do need help. But again, I'm going off base, but I hope that was valuable. The point is, yes, it is aggressive. Yes, it is proactive because I'm here to help people. I'm here to change lives. And if you run a passive business, you are not helping anyone, including yourself. And if you run a passive business, you're probably not going to have a business super long because there's aggressive people out there that really do, lead, do truly want to help and that are also getting really hungry. Those people are going to eventually um, help be able to help the most people and they're going to have the biggest business and the most consistent non-roller coaster business. 100%. Cool, Sean. Um, dude, let's wrap this up. Any last words for everyone? If you didn't realize how important Speed Elite was, I really hope that all these facts, these figures, and then also our passion, I hope it came across as how important it is. If you do nothing else in your business, literally just changing this could entirely change your whole business. Even if you don't, you know, improve your scripts, your dialogue. And if you do both, I guarantee your business is going to skyrocket if you can do both of these things. But start with one, start with the action, just take that speed to lead. And then as you keep adding those skills in over time, and you're going to see a dramatic, dramatic change in your business. 100%. Well, Sean, thank you so much for taking the time to share. Um, it's super insightful. And I love I love hearing from people that are in the trenches and and um, and winning in business and also contribute to others in their squad. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for having me. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was a value. As a matter of fact, I know this was a value. I know we delivered on the promise that I guaranteed at the beginning. If you did not get value of this one, um, you didn't listen the right way. I promise you there's something for everyone to make a little tweak, a little change. Um, it's the tiny hinges that swing big doors. Once you become a great business operator, it's these little tweaks, these little nuances, these little adjustments, the attention to detail that make all the difference. So I hope you found one of those in this. And if you did, this podcast is a movement. This is a way for me to give back. We don't charge for this. We don't run ads. We consistently have more and more downloads week after week. And we truly appreciate all the support. All that I ask is you help us grow this movement. We are helping others. We are contributing. We want to change real estate agents' lives. And so if you could share this with someone that you know would be find value of it, we would truly appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one, guys. Thank you so much. 